For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover a resignation from USG, the seizure of 11 pieces from the University Art Museum, a leak of classified military information to the internet, and the ruling on abortion pills in Texas. It's Monday, April 10th. First, we sat down with staff writer for news, Nandini Krishnan, to discuss changes in USG leadership. So hi, I'm Nandini Krishnan. I'm a staff news writer, and I mainly cover USG for the Prince. Okay, and we gathered that today on the USG front, there had been a resignation, is that correct? Yeah, so Sustainability Chair Sean Bradley from Class of 2024 resigned from his position. Okay, and what will sort of the effect on the governing body of that be? Will there be someone to immediately replace him in that position? So I was speaking with Stephen and Maddie, so president and vice president, earlier today. They're kind of like looking for someone to cover that role, but obviously don't necessarily have someone who is going to immediately occupy it, which means that that committee, like for now, doesn't necessarily have someone who is leading it. And I'm gathering also that, especially sort of in the class of 2023, this is something of a pattern in terms of turnover. Is that right? Yeah, so I guess in general, like class of 2023 senators specifically had like a high rate of turnover. And then also, I guess another update that happened today was that Noah Luke, who is a class of 2024 senator, was appointed as the chair of the Mental Health Core Committee, which means that that spot is also now open. So we just have some higher levels of turnover within the USG than expected. Yeah, it seems like some positions are remaining unfilled even. There seem to be quite a few of those after the last election as well, is that right? Yeah, so currently, like, class of 2023, I believe, like, does not have any senators. And as well, in terms of just filling positions, you know, if you look at people who are running, for example, for, like, elected positions in the winter election, some people who, like, ended up losing those elections actually just get appointed into, like, different roles on the USG. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. On Friday, the Prince published an article about the recent seizure of 11 pieces of art within the Princeton University Art Museum's collection. A warrant issued by the Manhattan DA office on March 22nd calls for the artifact's seizure and alleges that the art was stolen before the university acquired it. Six of the artifacts were loaned to the museum by alumni Eduardo Almaja, class of 1973. Almaja is currently under investigation for illegally smuggling art from Italy into the U.S. So far, the DA has confiscated 160 objects tied to Almaja. You can read more on the artifact's seizure in Sandeep Mangat's article in The Prince. In international news, the United States and NATO allies found on Saturday that dozens of classified documents had been leaked to the internet via the chat platform Discord. The documents, some of which seem to have come from the Pentagon, contained detailed information about espionage strategies employed by American agencies like the CIA and the National Reconnaissance Office. There's also significant information about the involvement of various NATO countries in the war in Ukraine. One document tells of a near miss last September when Russian fighter jets intercepted a British aircraft in international airspace off the coast of Crimea. One Russian plane released a missile which came somewhat close to the British jet, with the Pentagon referring to the interaction as a quote, near shoot down. The event could have drawn NATO allies into a direct war with Russia. A February 23rd statement on the war predicted that the current conflict in Ukraine's Donbass region will result in a stalemate, with Russia failing to take control of the area. A U.S. Justice Department investigation into the leak is ongoing. In national news, Texas U.S. District Judge Matthew Kazmarek suspended the FDA approval of Mifepristone, an abortion-inducing medication. The Friday night ruling will go into effect only after a seven-day period to allow the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to appeal the decision, so there will be no immediate change to the status quo. 
Washington State Federal Judge Thomas Rice ruled simultaneously that the medication is in fact safe for general use and has directed the FDA to protect access to the medication for people in the 17 states and DC involved in that lawsuit. The Justice Department and the manufacturer of the drug, GenBioPro, have filed their notices of appeal to prevent the Texas ruling from going into effect. President Biden and other Democratic leaders are rallying against the ruling, with Senate Democrats remaining committed to passing the Women's Protect. President Biden and other Democratic leaders are rallying against the ruling, with Senate Democrats remaining committed to passing the Women's Health Protection Act. Abortion medication is the most common way Americans terminate their pregnancies. The case is suspected to reach the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and perhaps ultimately the Supreme Court. It should be a lovely day today, mostly sunny with a high of 65 degrees. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Regina Roberts and me, sound engineered by Philip Wong, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Haran, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.